So how's everybody doing this morning? Super good. How you doing? Good. I'll say it again. I know we we get here about ten or fifteen minutes before we start recording, and 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 that really does get us in 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 the mood to do <laughs> to, to talk about this podcast. And I think the best time is how many shades of red we can make my return. <laughs> You know, when you're talking about the disc behavior assessment, you know, I, I'm a high eye and I love nothing more than making my return red. Who's right. not a high <laughs> and you do such so a well. good job of it. Well, anything worth doing, right? <laughs> All right. Well, this is going to be a fun episode because we're going to talk about doing what you've done, get what you got. A lot, so many people in business keep doing what they're doing even though they're not enjoying it because it's just the way they believe life is. And I know Myra has been talking about this. So I really want to turn over, turn this over to Myra. And, and uh, I'm kind of curious about what she's going to bring up today. And I, I promise not to make you turn to red. Oh, well, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that too. <laughs> yeah. I, it struck me this week. I had this um, conversation and not just this week. I've known it for a while, but I had this conversation with one of my clients. We were going over her assessment and I had looked at it, obviously, beforehand, and I thought, this lady could not have possibly, based on her profile, been happy at what she was doing. And as we got through the, the assessment and I talked to her, she was telling me how she had been at this high-powered job for 13 years and stayed 12 years too long. And one day she had had it up to here, everything snapped, and she said, I quit. So, And it struck me, and I've thought about it ever since, that that's not our culture. Culture, Our culture says quitters never win, winners never quit. From the time we're little kids, we're instructed, you have to keep it up. You have to keep it up. If you made a commitment, you, you follow it all the way through. And I don't necessarily disagree with the commitment part, but I think maybe, maybe there's times when it is best to quit. In fact, not only best, but if you don't quit, you're going to end up where you don't want to go. What do you guys think? Yeah, without uh, telling the, the client's story, I'm wondering, did they recognize they were in a bad spot? in that first or second year or were they playing that mind game and saying, Oh, you know what? It's not so bad. I'm lucky to have a job. I'm keep on trucking or were they really just knowing that they needed a change, but couldn't pull the, the, the plug on what they were doing. Well, I, and that's a great question because we, we discussed that her profile is one very high altruistic. She loves taking care of people. She was in a position where she had 250 employees under her, knew every one of them by name. Mm -hmm. She was the mother to 250 employees. Wow. And at first, that was great. As the pressure mounted as she grew in her job um, and became, you know, the mid-level management, she didn't have that opportunity to do what, what she was aligned to do. Mm. And instead of directing her career toward what lit her fire, she followed a different path. And, and when she followed that path, she just fell out of alignment more and more and more until she cried. She was telling me she would cry before she went to work, mm. that she so, hated her job so bad. So I've, the question I've got for you is, 
you're saying that she's the mother to, what'd you say, 100 people? 200 people? It was over 200, yeah. 200 people. So to, to me, I'm a big believer in people. People will treat you the way you let them treat you. So if she's being the mother, I'm playing devil's advocate. If, she, if she's being the mother to 200 people, she's, she's letting that happen. Absolutely, she's letting it happen. Um, that's, that's the first thing that, that comes to mind. And the second one is, um, I, I believe everyone has a place. And I believe there's a square peg for a square hole and a round peg for a round hole. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get a round peg in a square hole and it's just not a good fit. Was she a good fit for the job? Apparently not. Or was she just enjoying the motherly role too much? Well, she, her profile won't let her do a bad job. That's very important to her to follow all the rules mm-hmm. and, and make sure that what's expected out of her is done. Sure. Uh, but her altruism is the very highest. And we know it, I mean, it, it's, it, it's extreme. So when that comes into play, that that's going to, that has to be the one thing that is satisfied in their, in their career or they're sure. not going to be happy. Sure. And, and I've, and I've had team members that were square peg around hole and I worked really hard to find the square peg square hole for them. But sometimes you're not able to find that square peg square hole. So that's when they have to go find their happiness elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, but unfortunately it took her, would you say 13 years? To, to it took her 12 years. She liked the okay. first year. Yeah. The, the, and the whole point going back to it is when do you quit? Sure. Right. When is it good well, to quit? Who, who is, who's her boss? I mean, who's her, who's her supervisor? Because if she's having annual reviews, that's the time to be saying, hey, I'm really not happy. Or, hey, I'm tired of being everyone's mom. Or, hey, I'm not being challenged. Um, Don't you think the, that... The supervisor should be having that conversation with her. That mm-hmm. if, if he takes time to notice... Uh, well, 12 uh, years. <laughs> well, and keep in mind, it's a casino. And... Mm-hmm. You know how often they change hands? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's yeah. had different supervisors is what I'm saying. Right. Sure, but she's got records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm that's I'm, again. Yeah. I'm just, that's for good that's for good um managers. Mm-hmm. I just feel that to make a good podcast, you should ask lots of questions, and that's all I'm doing. And you are doing a fine job. When is it appropriate to quit? I'm just, I'm just trying to inform our listener. Our only singular <laughs> one, only listener, and and sh- she's living in Eastern Oregon. So, right. <laughs> so what do you think? is it appropriate? I think it, it's like any life choice, where you know if, if you wait till you're ready, you'll never never do it. Exactly. Um, and when you have to quit, I think, in my point of view, you, your health and safety are paramount. If you wake up every morning with an upset stomach because you can't manage mentally even getting ready to go to work it's time to start reevaluating um it's not a question of you know i had a bad day or even a bad week but if it's a consistent thread that it's a bad everything yeah step back and take a look for sure yeah you shouldn't be suffering to go to work Mm -hmm. what if you're making really good money yeah, well, I've done that. <clears throat> so I've, I've, I've left a job to go to a job that made really, really good money. And, and, and after about uh, two years, I figured out that it was just more money to buy more aspirin for the more headache that I had. <laughs> uh, <laughs> money is great. Some people are driven by the money thing. Um, I had a lot of stuff, but I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
leaving that and taking a, taking a major cut in pay, I was way more happy. So people need to get into that space. It's, 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 are they motivated by money or they, are they looking for quality of life? Right. And, and are they willing to change their life behavior to, a, to afford them the opportunity to change that job. So maybe they've got, you know, X salary and they're living at X lifestyle. Sure. Are they willing to subtract from that lifestyle to meet a lower salary to improve their, their health and well-being? Right. Right. Here's, here's interesting is I always go to the last, the, the, uh, the least driving forces. Mm-hmm. And I, I pick one and I say, what would it feel like if you had to do this for the rest of your life? Mm. <laughs> and because these are the ones that either repel them or they're indifferent to them. Yeah. Right. And a light bulb goes off. Then why are you doing what you're doing? Right. You know, and, 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 and there's excuses and there's, I've got so much time into it. I can't waste it. I can't throw all that away. Uh, but you're going to be miserable. If so I had a gong, I'd ring it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sunk cost fallacy is such an interesting topic. I've got so much time invested. I've got so much energy right. invested. You know, I can't stop now. Okay. I've already walked across this glass tra- trail right. for a mile and a half. I'm going to keep on going. I could step right. off, but I'm going to keep going because I've already gone this far. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a bad thing as far as how people think. It's just being able to stop and recognize that and say, all right, hold on. It doesn't yeah. matter what's behind me. It matters what's in front. Right. And there's so many books, you know, especially leadership books out there that say, you know, if you don't like the job you're in, you know, modify it or adapt it or, mm-hmm. you know, make it better so that you, you want to stay there. Um, I, I, we've all been around long enough to the point of, if you're not happy, there, there's, there's other things to do out there to, you may not make as much money, but your quality of life will be Right. So much happier. I have friends that have quit major jobs to go on to be, you know, freelance photographers. So they work for themselves. I mean, um, right. for myself, after 30 years of nonprofits, I, I'm out consulting and doing, doing other things. And, and uh, it, it, it was a, a, a good safety net. And, and j- take, taking that step off the ledge is, is, is scary. But once you... Uh, find your niche um it's really not about money i I Mm -hmm. understand it's it's a capitalist society and we all have bills to pay but right it's really not about money it's about personal happiness because if you're miserable you're gonna make everyone else around you miserable well you bring up an interesting subject because when you say it's not about money again here's the devil's advocate to some people it is some people that gives them worth and value what status Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, that's how they, they measure. So if they're making lots of money, the other part doesn't doesn't affect them as much if they're not making lots of money, which just brings me to the point is when you make the decision to go down the wrong road, is it a conscious decision? Is it driven by economics? Is it driven by or is it an emotional decision? Yes, all three. <laughs> no, I, seriously. I mean, I, I suggest that the emotion is is the driver. Well, but but the other part of this is is you'll you'll somebody may take a job that they think that they're perfectly qualified for, or that they think they really really enjoy. But once they get into it, it's like, yeah, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Right. Let me tell you about a career in real estate. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I, and I just interject here. 
that I should have left real estate five years into it. Sure. I knew it was not a good fit. I what knew it wasn't what I wanted to do, but I didn't know what else to do. Right. By that time, I had sunk cost into it, and I needed to at least make that back. Mm-hmm. But here's here's the worst part is if you can't or don't know how to drop boundaries, real estate is the worst business in the world to get into. People mm-hmm. treat you the way you let them treat you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was a poor fit for me, but what it did is gave me experience on what I am really good at mm-hmm. and as I developed my team and, and saw them get to be very good agents. So, I mean, it didn't have a bad ending, kind of a rough one, but mm-hmm. it wasn't a bad ending. It's just like a stepping stone. Sure. Sure. I, I'm just going to just go off topic here real quick. Um, listener in Eastern Oregon, uh, we, you know, we're looking at each other on the screen and uh, Dr. Sam is, is, is sitting in his car fist. He's, he's reporting from the back of his car. And what's kind of scary for me is that um, the back window is blacked out with a black tarp. Do your neighbors ever worry that, you know, they've got a mass murderer or something like that in the neighborhood or <laughs> they know I'm not ambitious enough to be a mass anything. So there's no <laughs> real concern there. <laughs> it's just a little ominous looking at that. So I'm sorry. I'm just looking at it going, wow, that's, you know, Oh, it's just Sam in his car again. Oh, there is thing. <laughs> that chuckle head. <laughs> I'm going to throw another thing out there. Because I know Sam's not a mass murderer. So. <laughs> <laughs> Were you listening? Let's close this up. This is a joke. <laughs> I'm trying to signal anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Some yeah, people, that too. <laughs> Some people don't want to give up because that makes them a failure. Mm-hmm. Is giving up failing? Well, if we want to be cute about it, we could just quickly say, you know, failing is just learning. But to get to the uh, the other point, um, it's okay to do that once in a while. It's okay to stop. And it's not uh, just a matter of, I've tried this, I'm a failure. It's I've tried this, it wasn't my strength. I need to go toward where my strengths are and learn from that and move on. And not being, you know, pedantic and cute about it, it really is. Yeah, find something else that fits better. And that's yeah. perfectly fine. Square peg, square hole. Every, everyone belongs yep. somewhere. Right. Everyone's got a strength. Um, you know, it's, I believe that. I believe that yep. everyone belongs somewhere. Right. And I kind of tripped onto something when I was jabbering on there. It's the, the labeling is the issue. It's not the experience. Correct. Because somebody could say, how many people have said you know, they've had X number of startups that have failed and then they got the one that worked. And worked may mean lucrative enough to have that be their lifestyle not you know somebody who invented teeth you know it's not going to be the biggest thing out there necessarily but good enough to keep them going that's success that's awesome right um but just avoiding the labels is important so what you're saying is it's not what it is it's what they're making it mean about them yes is that right i agree Uh, okay i agree with that and i heard something the other day that it was real sticky is how many successes have you had personally that didn't come wrapped in a bunch of challenges and failures? Oh, exactly. I, I don't know of any. 
Yeah. I'm not sure I would characterize anything as a success. It didn't have a, a rough trail to get there because then it's just doing stuff. You wouldn't even recognize it. It would just be what you do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, you know, I tell people all the time, everything that, that I've done professionally has not been a golden nugget. There's not, there's not been a golden nugget. It, 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 I've had my share of failures. Um, but that just, I learn, and that's, that, that's any good leader, you know, any good, any failure you're, you, you learn how to do it better. Right. You, and you, the qualification is a good leader, right? <laughs> Somebody who's a boss may not learn and may just plow ahead and keep doing what they always oh. do and get what they always got. And, and, and I, I'm a perfect example of that. I know I've talked about this in the past. You know, when I first started being a leader, uh, you lead how you were led. And I, right. it, it was very top-down hierarchical. Mm-hmm. And, and, and though I found out I was on a long, lonely journey by myself. And those people that aren't leading people are on a long, lonely journey by themselves. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, it, it wasn't until I started expanding and, and really jumping into leadership uh, books, non-traditional leadership books, but more books like Martin Luther King, Desmond Tutu, Gandhi, right. things like that, that, that are relevant today that uh, really expanded my, my knowledge. Yep. And I, right. think, I think any good leader needs to do that. And right. I, think, I think Myra, to your friend who, uh, who 12 years of not being happy, I'm, you know, it's, it, to become a student of leadership, you 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 soon you soon leader, figure out that you're not you're not happy, and you need to find right. happiness elsewhere. So. Well, and I think her biggest problem was she didn't want to to leave the people that that she nurtured. That was her reports, and mm-hmm. sure that that was that's what gave her worth and value. Right, she's sacrificing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and just to my point is that was her highest driver. Mm-hmm. And that has to be rewarded in your position or you're right. not going to be happy. Yep. Agreed. I, I, it's that self-awareness, knowing what you're getting out of it. And in this case, it sounds like that reward did not counterbalance the negative side of it. Right. And if you, if you're in a situation where you say, if nothing was to change and I'm in, my, in this role in 12 months, three years, four years, whatever it is, how are things going to change for the better for me? And you have no answer for that. Maybe it's time to really start examining that that quick question, seeing what's next. Right. And, and we also talked about the you know the the wheel that's out of alignment. When it first happens, you don't even notice it. You don't even notice it. And as it gets worse and worse, and you start kathump 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 kathump, and then pretty soon it's kathump kathump kathump, and you're shaking all over the place, and, and then pretty soon the wheel falls off or something falls off. Something right. got to give. Right. Um. So. And that's, she was out of alignment on what her skills, abilities, and talents were. Mm-hmm. And yet she hung in there because her her highest driving need as a person was being met, even though the rest wasn't good for her. So, right. again, right. back to when is, when should you quit? I think it, there's not a good definitive answer for that, but more... How long should you hang on when you know it's not a good fit? Mm-hmm. Well, that that's another kind of definitive question, though, right? So, how long is months, weeks, years? I think that the the response is so stupid. The answer is in yourself the whole time. Right? If you feel like that that quit is coming up, um, 
examine it and explore why. You know, is it a bad day? Is it a bad circumstance? If it's a bad boss, you know, the data says you're going to be out of there because you're going to hate life every single day. So you're going to scoot. Um, but if you know and you can identify this isn't working out, polish up that resume and get to look at it because we have one shot at this whole experience. May as well make it the best you can. I'm, I'm gonna, I agree with you completely. I'm just going to back up just a little bit. Yeah. Um, when you first feel that and your body will tell you when you're not in alignment, you get that pit in your stomach feel. This is not what I want to do. And then that and it gets worse and worse. But as coaches, that's what we help people do is find out where they're out of alignment. Right. You know, we do it by various tasks with the, with the, the um, behavior assessment and all of that type of thing. That Those are tools that help us. But we also help draw it out of you. We can train to hear something that they don't even hear themselves. So if you're having those kind of problems and you you need help with it, we're, I mean, any one of us here are qualified to help you with that. Right. Because, you know, I mentioned introspection, but you, you can't read the label if you're in the box. So sometimes you need some help, but come in and, and help you see what's going on in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because they're looking at it with, um, with completely objective eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have any particular lens and they can see something you can't. Sam, Sam is the king of the metaphors. Oh, I swiped that. I don't know who originally said it, but that's not my, I'm not taking credit, folks, but I'll use it up. <laughs> you hear that listener in Eastern Oregon? <laughs> yeah, not a mass murderer, but I will take a phrase once in a while. There you go. Plagiarism is the greatest form of flattery. <laughs> well, I, if I could I, attribute it, I would. That's really where it came from. I think we're about out of time for today. Uh, this is a really deep subject, and it could... We could just branch out all over the place, but unfortunately, we ran out of time. So I am hoping that you will do two things. I'm hoping you will get on the podcast and give us a review and then send us your questions, your stories, what happened to you. If we pick yours to read on the air, you will win a a free assessment first it's a disc assessment and a 12 driving forces get a better look into yourself and along with a professional debrief so you understand it completely mm-hmm. so until next week dr sam jeff geoff say out. goodbye <laughs>